chapter 3, verse 14. Mark chapter 3, verse 14, from the Amplified Version. And he appointed 12 disciples so that they would be with him for instruction and so that he could send them out to preach the gospel as apostles. That is his special messengers, personally chosen representatives. I also read from Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Now when the men of Sanhedrin, the Jewish high court, saw the confidence and boldness of Peter and John and grasped the fact that they were uneducated and untrained ordinary men, they were astounded and began to recognize that they had been with Jesus. They were astounded and began to recognize that they had been with Jesus. Finally, from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, Verses 5 and 6. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Not that we are sufficiently qualified in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us but our sufficiency and qualifications come from God. He has qualified us, making us sufficient as ministers of a new covenant of salvation through Christ, not of the letter of a written code, but of the Spirit. For the letter of the law kills by revealing sin and demanding obedience but the Spirit gives life. And let's all shout, Amen. We want to welcome ourselves into the holy presence of the Lord, and we welcome you all to the month of March. Hallelujah. It has been called the Ghana month, and we pray that Every good thing in this month of March will be yours in the name of Jesus. We especially thank the resident minister for giving us access to the pulpit to share the word of God with you this morning. I'm speaking on the topic, qualified to be unleashed, qualified to be unleashed. You can tell the one sitting next to you that I am qualified to be unleashed. And tell the other person, I am qualified 
to be unleashed. Now, a leash is either a metal or a leather restraint, which is tied around the necks of dogs so that they can be reined in. You can keep them in check, that they will not run amok. And so when we say unleash, what it simply means is that you are removing this restraint that has been tied around the neck of this animal so that it can freely move about and operate. And this year, by the leadings of the Holy Spirit, leadership is asking all of us as a church to run with the theme and the people of God unleashed to transform their world. The people of God unleashed to transform their world. One day, Noah unleashed two birds. A raven and a dove. Now, when you read Genesis chapter 8 and verse 7. Genesis chapter 8 and verse 7. The Bible says, Noah sent out a raven, and it kept flying back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. In other words, Noah opened a window. When you read from verse 6, he opened a window which he had created in the ark and let out the raven. And the raven never returned to Noah. Now, jump to verse 12. He waited seven more days and sent the dove out again. But this time, it did not return to him. So, the same scenario. Noah releases a raven. The raven goes out. It doesn't return. Then he releases a dove. The dove also goes out and it doesn't return. The same scenario. Both are birds. And I'm sure the reason Noah chose to use these birds was that they had the skill to fly. And in fact, when you compare the dove and the raven, the raven can even soar to higher heights 
relative to the dove. It can fly and remain in the air for longer distances compared to a dove. Both birds had the skill of taking a panoramic view of whatever was happening on the surface of the earth. So when it comes to their skill set, you could say that the two birds were comparable. You could even argue that the raven was more talented. It was more skilled at flying compared to the dove. Both birds went and did not return. But for the same action, Noah gave two different interpretations. I can reason that Noah had said to himself, if I let out a bird and the bird does not return, then it supposes that the bird has found the ground good enough to be habited. And so, based on that information, myself and the other occupants in the ark can also go out. But when the raven went and did not return, Noah had doubts. And in fact, his doubt was justified because he decided that this raven hasn't returned. Does it really mean that the ground is good for us to go out? Let me verify. And when he sent out a dove, the Bible says that the dove went out, surveyed the land, but it could not find a resting place for itself. And so it returned to Noah in the ark. He waited for one week, sent out a dove again, and this time the dove went, and when it came back in the evening, it had a flower in its beak. And then the third time, he let out the dove, and the dove did not return. For the same information, one bird went, it didn't come back. Another bird went, it didn't come back. But one bird had credibility issues. Hello? And so even though the raven went and didn't come back, and Noah could have easily concluded that if the raven hasn't returned, then the ground is good enough for us to go out. 
because the raven had credibility issues, Noah said, for this information, I need to cross-check. And indeed, when he cross-checked, if, if he had bought the story the raven was selling to him, he would have had the surprise of his life. He would have opened the ark and realized that he is going into a pool of mud and rottenness. But when the dove went and the dove did not return, Noah was confident enough to say that if this dove has not returned, then it means that truly the ground is ready for us to go out. Hallelujah. The same information, but different interpretations. Because one had credibility, the other did not. So you can send your car to a mechanic. And the mechanic will call you. That, oh boss, there's a problem with the gearbox. And you ask the mechanic, how much is it? He will tell you 10,000. And then you say that, okay, I'm going to send you Momo. Go and buy and fix. I'll come and pick. You send the same car to another mechanic. And the mechanic calls you and gives you a quotation. You tell the mechanic that, you give me a few minutes. Then you take your phone and call your friend at Abosokai. That, oh, my mechanic is saying that a gearbox costs this much. I, I just want to be sure. The same information. Because one has credibility, the other doesn't. This morning, what we want to ask ourselves is, are we qualified to be unleashed? The raven had scale. It had capacity. It had the ability to fly. But inherent in its nature was something that went against it. When Jesus was sending out his disciples, he told them that I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. And therefore, you should be as shrewd or as cunning as the serpent, but as innocent as a dove. And so inherent in the nature of a dove is that it is innocent. It doesn't like death. It doesn't like filth. It doesn't like rotting and decomposing things. And so, when Noah let it out, and he surveyed the land, he saw the dirt, he saw the mud, 
saw rotten animals, carcasses, bones here and there, smelly environment. By its inherent nature, it said that I cannot remain in this environment. Let me return to the ark. But the raven by nature is a scavenger. It doesn't care where its food comes from. It does not care whether the environment is neat or not. It doesn't care whether whatever it is going to feed on is rotten, is decomposing or not. And so when Noah let it out of the ark, and mind you, all these animals had been saved from the flood. To some extent, they were all in the church within the ark. But because of that inborn nature of the raven, as soon as it left the ark, its nature began to manifest. And so when it saw dead animals, when it saw rotten things, it just prayed the rosary, Mo Maria, and it dived in. Oh, hallelujah. Something within it, it had been in the church. They had been in the ark for 40 days. While they were there, they were all behaving. But as soon as it was let free, its nature began to rear its head. The snake was in the ark. I'm sure in the ark it was behaving. But as soon as it came out of the ark, it became snaky again. In fact, even Noah himself, Amongst all the human beings at the time, he was counted as the righteous man. But as soon as he came out of the ark, he went drinking, he went cursing. Because there is a certain nature which was revealing itself. And it is difficult for Man of, in other words, for you to change the nature of any creature. Jeremiah chapter 13 verse 23 says that. Can a leopard change its spots? Or the Ethiopian change its color? It says that neither can you do good who are accustomed to doing evil. Nature is difficult to change. But this morning I came with a good news. Hallelujah. That there is a certain power in God which is able to change the inherent nature that is within us. In fact, I need a little help. If you may, 
Someone Google for me the meaning of ravenous. Ravenous. You can Google for me ravenous. Anyone who does it or the IT if you are able to. Or has anyone Googled? Okay. Right, right, right. So ravenous. It means very hungry, starving, famished, Assyrian, papa, voracious, insatiable, wolfish, greedy, glutinous. So this is the natural state of a raven. This is how it is being described. Selfish, very hungry, insatiable. So he is a man. Give him the most beautiful and sexiest woman for a wife. Because he is insatiable. He will still go behind the wife. Glutinous or pediane. When he sees food, wolfish, selfish. But this same raven, with all these characteristics, one day, God opened a restaurant and God advertised that I am looking for delivery men. Look at the description of the raven. Very hungry. A gluten. And then God says, there is famine in the land of Samaria. But I have a prophet called Elijah. I have asked him to go and live by the brooks of Kirion. And I am looking for a delivery person to be sending food. Every morning and evening to this prophet. And guess who applied? Oh, hallelujah. There is power in God to change our inborn, inherent, degenerate nature. It was farming, a raven that is always hungry. If you are looking for someone to send to deliver food in a period of farming, is it a raven that you will look for? 
Oh, but thanks be to God. There is a certain power in God that can make a delivery man out of a raven. Oh, hallelujah. And so in 1 Kings chapter 17, it was not just a fluke. You might say that, oh, if the raven had gone just once. But in the morning, in a period of famine where there was hunger. So when the human beings were hungry, the animals were also hungry. And so it means that the raven also needed food to eat. But when this raven had an encounter with God, its inherent nature was transformed so that the raven could be sent to deliver food. And it did not stop midway to consume the food, but it sent it in the morning it went back, sent it in the evening. It did not end on the first day. On the second day, it went and did the job. On the third day, on the fourth day, after the first week, after the first month, until the Bible says that, the water dried up. A raven that had credibility issues because of that encounter with God. Something in it has changed. Oh, hallelujah. This morning, there is power available. And God's power is able to transform us and qualify us to be unleashed. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Onimena Messiano Jesus Sin. Jesus had come for the salvation and the colonization of the whole world. He had come to preach the message of the kingdom. And you would expect that for him to be able to accomplish this, he would call the very qualified, the people who had influence, the people who had money and wealth. But when he started calling, Bible says that he chose 12. And in Mark chapter 3 verse 14, he says that he chose 12 so that they will be with him. And then 
he will send them out. Oh, hallelujah. I'm sure when the angels saw what was happening, they were confused in their minds. Why would you leave heaven to come on such a great assignment? And when you are looking for people that you will leave your work into their hands. Look at the kind of people you are choosing. Is it a certain Peter? Peter who is a natural liar. Someone who always wants to save his skin. So when a little trouble comes, he wants to run away. He wants to take over. Is he the one you are going to leave the church with? Is it Thomas? Who doesn't even believe in you? But Jesus said that. You come. All I need for you is to come and be with me. Come and be with me. Hallelujah. Just come and be with me. And by your association with me. Oh, something in you. Something in you. Will change. Something in you will change. Beloved, God wants to unleash the church. And when we say that God is unleashing us, don't be looking at the next person. It is you. It is you. It is you God is looking at. It doesn't matter your nature. It doesn't matter your state. So long as you come to him, Something in him is able to change you. Something in him is able to transform you. So one day Jesus was in the region of the Gadarenes. And there was a man. Bible says that this man was demon possessed. He had legions in him. And because of him, there was a whole expanse of land. That nobody wanted to have anything to do with. They had given it to him. Take it. Because his nature was such that. He was, he was so outrageous. He was, he was destructive. That people could not come near him. Oh, but one glorious morning. That man had an encounter. He met Jesus. And after that encounter, now when you read the story, Bible says that when the people came and they saw the man seated at the feet of Jesus, well dressed and looking normal, and they looked at the number of pigs which they had lost, 6,000. Jesus had been in the region for only one hour. And already 6,000 animals are dead. When they came, they said that, Jesus, we beg you, we cannot accommodate you with us. Please go with all your troubles. And Jesus just laughed because he knew that even though he was going, he was leaving someone behind. Oh, hallelujah. The man said that, Jesus, I want to go with you. I want to sit in your boat. And Jesus told him in Mark chapter 5, he says that go back to your family. Go back to your people and tell them 
what the Lord has done for you and how much he has been good to you. In other words, your life, your transformed life is now the testimony I am leaving behind. And so even though the people are sucking me, I don't care because I have left a certain transforming power in the region, in the person of one man. And when you read the story, Bible says that this one man, he got up and he went to the Decapolis. Deca means ten, and polis means cities. And so one man whose life had been changed, he took over ten cities for Jesus Christ. Just because he had had an encounter with the man and something in him had changed. When you read the story further, Bible says that later on, Jesus came back to that region. And when he came, he did not need posters. He did not need announcements. He did not need people to go around. Bible says that the people of that region, they themselves, they brought their sick. They brought those who were demon-possessed. Why? Because when they told Jesus that we don't need you in this region, Jesus left somebody amongst them. And when Jesus went, that one life was able to transform ten cities and win them for the Lord. Beloved, there is power in God to change us so that he can unleash us into our families, into our homes, into our workplaces, into our communities. And through us, through this transformed life, we will make his glory known. Hallelujah. And so when, when, when the Sanhedrin met with the disciples, they said that when they looked at them, realizing that these were unschooled, uneducated, uncultured, uncivilized, unpolished people, but something about them has changed. And Bible says they took notice. They took notice. In Mark chapter 3 verse 14, it says that, come and be with me. And after you have been with me, I will send you out. And now the Sanhedrin took notice that all oh, these people, they have been with Jesus. They have been with Jesus. They have been with Jesus. And because of that, something about them has been transformed. This morning, as we come to the Lord's table, I want to tell you that God who is able to make a delivery man out of a raven, he is able to transform your life. He is able to change your nature so that you will be qualified to be unleashed unto your world. And beloved, I want to tell you when the pastors met for their global 
All Ministers and Wives Conference. I was monitoring it on television. And the prophecies that came tells us that this year, if we position ourselves well, God is going to raise up champions. Oh, hallelujah. God is going to raise up spiritual champions, economic champions, educational champions. In all spheres of life, God gave prophecy after prophecy after prophecy how he is going to, to release a lot of grace into the church. And if you are ready, you are the one God will use. Oh, hallelujah. So if God is looking for somebody to control great wealth, God is going to choose somebody from amongst us. But how will that happen? He is calling us to be with him so that he will change us and then he can release us unto the world. And finally, before I sit, sometimes we can play church. You see, Judas was in the church. He was amongst the twelve. In fact, when Jesus went for crusades, he so much excelled that Jesus saw that Akwewe Sayeyeno, financial controller, he knew how to speak the, the, the right words. He had learned the Christian jargon, how to speak well around authority. And because of that, ah, asorin penin for here mwa yase akwawe say yeni department head ebeye ye because he he is playing church. But he had not had an encounter. And so even though he had been with Jesus for three years, something in him was still there. That selfish nature, the love for money, the love for things, the love for resources. He had been with Jesus. He had seen all the power, all the miracles, all the transformed lives. But he himself had not opened up. And so when you read the book of Acts chapter 1, it was so sad when the disciples met. They said that, let his place be given to another person. Let his place be given to another person. Beloved, God is unleashing us. But if you just decide that, as for you, you are just playing church, you will come around. Um, you will be involved in things, in activities, in meetings, in uh, prayer sessions and all that. But you will not avail yourself for God to change you. You can be around. You can be around. But remain the same. But my prayer for you this morning. Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. It says that, but we all with unveiled faces, beholding us unto a mirror, the face of the Lord, are being transformed from glory to glory. As we open up to God, he is able to change us. He is able to make us the people who are qualified to be unleashed to the world.
May God give us grace. And may He, by His Spirit, work on our inherent nature so that we will be transformed to go and transform our world. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we humbly be on our feet? Oh, thou Spirit divine on my nature refined. Till